Welcome to the Stepmomming Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Skiles. Stepmomming is a wild ride, but you don't have to go it alone anymore. I'm here to give you validating insights and powerful shifts to build a stepmom life you love. This is your safe space. Welcome home, my friend. Hello, and welcome to the Stepmomming Made Easy podcast. I am your host, Kristen Skiles, and I apologize for my voice today. <laughs> I caught a little bug when we were in New York for my stepdaughter's school trip, so bear with me today. I know I don't sound like my normal self, but I am so excited to talk to you today about summers in a step family. You may have a t- totally different custody schedule in the summer, or maybe things just feel different because the kids are home from school. Either way, summer is a very big transition in step families. And I want to give you first some tips for how to navigate summers as a stepmom. And then I'm going to answer some questions that were specifically asked of me about summers as a stepmom. So let's get into it. Number one, the very first thing that you have to do in order to not only survive summers as a stepmom, but to thrive is to manage schedules. Every single day of the year, I want you to balance your time as a step family between four different buckets, but I think this is especially important in the summers and especially important if you are worried that this is going to mean less time with your partner. If your step kids come for the summer, I know that was my custody arrangement when I was growing up as I spent summers with my dad and my stepmom and has stayed away from my mom. So if this is your scenario, and if you're worried about losing some of that time with your partner, focus on these four buckets. Number one, making sure that you are getting one-on-one time with your partner. And sometimes that's big, like date night, and you're really getting that intentional time away. I think that's so important. But even aside from those big moments like date night, I want you to have some consistent time built into your schedule every day. And this is whether the kids are there or not. I want you to have some sort of routine with your partner that is consistent day over day so that those transitions from on time to off time with your custody are felt less in your relationship. You feel like you have a partner 100% of the time. For us, Kevin and I go for a walk every day. That is our time to catch up, to really talk about life, to hold hands and just enjoy each other. I have some clients who make sure they get up first thing in the morning and they drink a cup of coffee together. I have some other clients who enjoy a nightcap at the end of the day. And I have other clients who they watch a show together every single day. And that is their way of spending time together and prioritizing that time with each other. The second bucket I want you to make sure that you are balancing is alone time. You need time alone and your stepchildren need time with their parent, your partner. Give them that space, give them that time together and give yourself some time to relax, go see your girlfriends, have them leave the house and you can have the house to yourself and just chill, watch some reality TV and drink a glass of wine. Do what you need to do, do what recharges you in this time when you've got alone time. And then the third bucket is making sure that you get some one-on-one time with your stepchild. So they get their time together, but you also get time with your stepchild. And if you have a strained relationship, I'm going to encourage you to find very small buckets of time doing very low pressure activities 
things where there's not an opportunity for conflict. Let's go get ice cream. Let's make a snack together. It's even better when it's this like side-by-side -side activity. So instead of being face-to-face -face where we're playing a game or we're having a direct conversation back and forth, we're sitting next to each other in the car. We're sitting next to each other while we prepare the snack. Low pressure ways to have some positive associations with your stepchildren. If you already have a great relationship, awesome. Find some opportunities to have some good times together. It's important that for future summers, you have some of these positive associations with this time. So have that one-on-one -on -one time. Make sure it's fun. No conflict. If you start to experience some conflict, then let's step away. Let's, let's cut the time short. And then finally, the fourth bucket of time that I want you to balance here, especially during summers, is time all together as a family. Make it again. Low conflict, low pressure, something fun. Our family loves game night. Y'all see me post about this on Instagram all the time. We love to play games together. We love to swim together. We love to have random picnics out in the backyard. We find small things to do that are fun for us. Low pressure. I don't have to do a lot of planning. Maybe you're planning a family vacation and maybe that is low pressure and fun for you awesome. You've got that bucket taken care of. Just make sure you're balancing all four of these. One-on-one -on -one time for you with your partner, alone time, one-on-one -on -one time with your stepchild, and then family time all together. Another big part of managing your schedules in the summer is making sure that you have managed your childcare options. So many stepmoms who say, well, it makes sense. I'm home. I have to watch my stepkids, but I don't really want to. I feel like we don't get along well. I feel like they don't listen to me, whatever that concern may be. And I wanna share with you some different options for things that your stepchildren can do during the summer so that they're getting a break from you, they're getting out, they're exploring different things, and you're getting the space that you need to show up as your best stepmom self. So number one, we love summer camp. I find really fun ones in our area that are affordable, but also fit in with Krista's interests. So this summer, she's going to do a science camp where she gets to do some dissections. She wants to be a vet when she grows up. So it's right up her alley. She gets to do an art camp. Last year, we did a Harry Potter art camp. She's going to do an overnight camp that's outdoors with horses and all sorts of fun stuff. She loves it. It gets her out. It gets her engaging with other kids. It gives her opportunities to feed her passion, but it also gives us time and space to work. It gives Kevin and I an opportunity for a lunch date if we want one. It gives me the ability to be the best stepmom I can be because I'm able to make dinner and be present and hang out with Krista when she gets home from camp instead of feeling pressure to be on all day which is not possible for this introvert. And if you are worried about the cost of camp, I will also say this, your local city or town camps tend to be cheaper than any of the other organizations. YMCA, Boys and Girls Club, those are also really great options for low cost camps. I personally do a ton of research. I have an entire spreadsheet. It's how I keep all the things organized on my side. Another really great option if you're not interested in camp is recruiting your extended family. Krista loves getting some time in the summer with her Gigi, which is Kevin's mom, and with her great-grandmother, Kevin's mom's mom. We always plan some of those play dates in the summer, not only so she can spend time with her family, but again, it's that really great opportunity for us to focus on the other things that we need to focus on so that we can show up really well for her when she gets back. 
So who can you recruit in your family and your close friend circle? People who your stepchild enjoy spending time with, who enjoy your stepchild, that you can also just count on and trust in those moments. Along the same lines, another option here is playdate. Who are your stepchildren's friends? Then go hang out with them for a day and then maybe you take a day. You can even make this something really, really structured that on Tuesdays, they're all coming to my house. We've got like three or four friends recruited and all of their kids are coming to my house on Tuesday. On Tuesday, I have all the snacks in the house and I am ready to be on. But on Wednesday, they're all going to house number two. So I've got Wednesday free. And then on Thursday, they're going to house number three. And I've got Thursday totally free. And then on Friday, they're going to house number four. And I've got Friday totally free. Really great option if you've got some neighbors or some other friends nearby who you can alternate this sitting arrangement with. I'm going to make this one last comment about schedules because I don't want to beat a dead horse. Child care should not fall on you, the stepmom unless you want it to. It is not your obligation to take care of your stepchildren unless that is something that you are able to do and willing to do. There is no just because I am married to my partner, just because I am with my partner, I have to sacrifice in this way. If this is something that is not making you the absolute best stepmom you can be, find another option. Manage your schedules. All right, number two, my number two big tip for surviving and thriving summers as a stepmom is to manage your energy. You absolutely have to actively prevent burnout, especially when kids are home for summer. I've kind of mentioned this, but I'm going to go into it a little bit more. Only do what you can do graciously without expectation. Expectation of appreciation, expectation of a certain kind of behavior, expectation of reciprocation, expectation of acknowledgement of all that you are giving from your partner or the ex or even the kids. If you take them to the pool and you want them to be thankful, you want them to be grateful and tell you what a fun day it was, but instead your stepdaughter is cranky. She didn't get her nap and she's acting out. If you had an expectation of appreciation, you're potentially setting yourself up for disappointment that can ultimately lead to resentment. And that is not what I want for you. So I need you to be very intentional about managing your energy. If you get the sense that you are starting to have some expectations, you're starting to feel burned out, you're starting to feel resentful, take a step back. Reset, take a break, give yourself some time and space to reset. Recharge with your partner recharge internally, and then return back and do the things that you can do graciously without expectation. I will also say this, if you've seen one of my recent Instagram posts where I shared our entire summer schedule, you know I am a planner. I absolutely love a good plan. But in this spirit of managing and conserving your energy, it is absolutely okay if you do not have something planned for every second of the summer. Do not exhaust yourself trying to be the cruise activities director this summer. Your stepkids can play with slime. They can read a book. They can lay in bed. They can watch TV. I did all of the things when I was a kid in summer. My family did not plan every single week of my summer. The only time I went to camp as a kid was... One time, as a very special treat, I got to go to sleepaway camp with some of my friends. 
But before that, the only other time I got to go to camp was because my mom was at work and my dad lived out of state and I didn't have the ability to be with him. And so she sent me to camp every day while she was at work. I didn't have this life of being entertained and I turned out okay. So I know we want to give our stepkids the world. I know you want that for your family and I love that. I love your heart. I've been there. I've been in the same place. Please do not burn yourself out trying to give them a picture-perfect summer. Like I said, we love just doing a picnic in the backyard. And some of those are the best nights, and they come from the most spontaneous place. A picture-perfect summer does not have to be perfectly planned out. So please conserve your energy. All right, my third and final tip for surviving and thriving the summers First, you're going to manage your schedule, then you're going to manage your energy, and finally, you're going to manage your boundaries. I talk about boundaries all the time. I think they are the saving grace of a stepmom. And I will tell you again and again, you are completely entitled to enforce boundaries to protect yourself. There's so many opportunities for boundaries in the summer. I think of one really big example. I had a client who just had a really strained relationship with their stepchildren, Again and again, these family vacations were not going well. There was tension. It caused my stepmom client to really resent these trips. It caused friction in her relationship with her partner. It caused a lot of friction in her relationship with her stepchildren. She was not showing up as her best stepmom self. She was not showing up as her best wife self. She was not showing up as her best self, period, because she was putting herself in this uncomfortable position of trying to force her way into this trip. And it was actually a camping trip that her partner had done for years. The stepkids were used to going on this trip and then dad got remarried. Now he's bringing his new wife along and so there was a lot of friction. So she set the boundary of, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go as long as I am feeling like this is a moment of conflict instead of a moment of connection. It's just not for me. That was a really, really big boundary for her. To say, I'm not gonna go on this week-long trip That means a lot to all of you because I think it will mean more to all of you and more to me if I don't go. And instead, she spent a week away enjoying her time elsewhere. It is so important that we take every opportunity for a choice and we evaluate which decision, which path is going to give me more peace. This could be as small as, let's say, camp pickup. Maybe camp pickup happens right in the middle of your baby's nap time and you have to navigate waking the baby up in order to go pick your stepchild up from camp and then you're dealing with a crying baby in the car and that breaks every mama's heart. So maybe you have to set a boundary that you will not be doing camp pickup. It's okay to set those boundaries because whenever we don't, let's play this out. Let's pretend that you put the crying baby in the car and it breaks your heart. And then your stepchild is late getting into the car. And then, oh gosh, they forgot their water bottles. They have to go back into the building. Now the baby's crying even harder. And then you finally get home. And then the baby's all worked up. And then the baby's cranky all night. And the sleep schedule's all off. And then the baby's up all night. And you are a cranky, resentful mess. Not setting boundaries to protect yourself affects every bit of your life because you will likely snap at your partner. There will be some way that you will potentially take this out on your stepchild. Maybe you're so tired or you're so busy tending to the baby you don't make dinner and now we're ordering pizza. And not that that's the worst thing in the world, but then maybe that eats you up with guilt. I don't know. Think about the trickle effect. I know for a fact there is a trickle effect every time that you do not make the choice that will give you more peace. 
So think about what boundaries you need to set this summer. What do you need to do to protect your peace? And maybe that feels selfish and that's okay because you being completely focused on what gives you peace allows you to be a better wife and stepmom and allows you to be better in every other aspect of your life. Okay, so those are my three main tips. What I want to do now is answer some of the questions that you have already been asking me. So I get a question all the time. What is the best way to set a summer schedule? What do you recommend for our summer schedule? And I will tell you, I absolutely love a week on week off in the summer. I love it. I think it is super conducive to camp schedules. I think it is that minimal back and forth. We do it. We love it. And so, okay, so I'll say this. I know some parents don't want to go a week without seeing their kids. Maybe if they're particularly young or if the breakup, the sharing custody is fairly new. So try a modified week on week off so that on Wednesday afternoon or Thursday afternoon, you pick the child up from camp or pick them up in the afternoon from wherever they are and you spend a few hours with them through dinner time and then you drop them back off at their other home. That way they still have a home base for the week, but they have an opportunity to see their other parent throughout the week as well. It's that touch base. Another schedule for summers that I see a lot, especially in high conflict situations when we really need to minimize the back and forth between homes is like parent A takes month one and parent B takes month two. In Texas, that tends to be parent A gets June and parent B gets July. But I know in different states or countries, your summer probably looks differently than ours. We get out super early and start back super early. But it's kind of this concept here, right? Of month one, month two. Maybe you have that opportunity as well of we'll take month one, you take month two, you can totally plan out your one month. Something that we tried in the past, it worked fairly well for us, not as optimal in my opinion as the week on week off, is a three, four, four, three. So what does this mean? It means parent A has three days this week and four days next. The other parent has four days this week and three days next. You've got this sort of set schedule. Probably parent A takes Sunday to Tuesday. Parent B takes Thursday to Saturday. And then we alternate Wednesday. What is great about this is you have set days of the week. The things I don't love about this as much is that you have to be in total agreement on camp. You, if you're going to go to camp or you're going to go to Gigi's house or you're going to do whatever activity this week, then you need to be in total agreement that we are picking up from this place every day this week because you've got that split time across a week. There's also no uninterrupted weekends. And like for me, my family lives three, four hours away. So anytime I want to go see them, I go on a weekend. And if I have only Saturday or only Sunday with Krista, that makes that really challenging. If you're in a great situation with your co-parent and you all can talk about schedules and make swaps and things work well, you've got some of that fluidity, that's probably not as big of a concern. If you're in a high conflict situation, you're not going to be able to have those conversations. So just some things to keep in mind. I love the opportunity for vacations in the summer. A lot of custody schedules have something built in about a vacation week. Absolutely take advantage of that so you've got some of the uninterrupted time in the summer. My final note on summer schedules is to get that schedule set as early as possible. Again, I'm a planner, but y'all, it makes it so much easier to know what's coming, to not have to stress about it the day before school gets out. All right, so 
The next question that I got was, how do I set expectations for vacations? And I think there's three different parts to this answer. Number one, you need to really think about those expectations that you have for behavior, for activities we're going to do, for budget, for length of trip, for where we're going to stay, all of those expectations and discuss them with your partner privately. Y'all need to have this conversation long before there's a discussion with the kids or anything else. Make sure that you are sharing with them what your expectations are. And if you have any concerns, be very considerate of how you're wording that. So for me, a big thing is gratitude. I want to know that if I'm going to spend a bunch of money on a vacation, that my stepdaughter is going to be present, attentive, grateful, and not A, compare it to another vacation with somebody else or not seem disinterested or like she's above it. And so I might explain that to my partner as, hey babe, I am so looking forward to this trip and I am doing my best to set expectations and make sure that I'm not having any expectations leading into this. Because again, right, we we try to only give the ways that we can give graciously. I am a little concerned that there may be an opportunity for Krista to be a teenager because she is. And to expect her to not be a teenager is not a realistic expectation. So I know she's going to be on her phone on vacation. Of course she is. She's 13. Of course she is. It would mean a lot to me if during dinner time and the times that we are in a museum or at this event, if she would not be on her phone and we could make sure that she's present and engaged. Would you be open to having that conversation with her? Are you comfortable with that boundary? Do you think you can help me feel protected if it seems like she's not being grateful or she makes a comment that makes it seem like she's disinterested or not respecting what we have put into this trip. All of these are ways that you can start describing to your partner how you feel without attacking your stepchild. I do not want you to say, oh, my stepson is the most disrespectful person and you know he's just going to be an ungrateful little brat. That's not how we approach it. We approach it by saying, here are my needs. Here are my concerns. Can you help me, please? We approach it by talking about me, not about you, not about someone else. And then I think it's super important for you to set expectations as a family. I love having family meetings. I would ensure that your partner is leading that meeting and that your partner is the one who's kind of giving some of that feedback, the direction, the structure. It's certainly not to say that you can't give input. Of course you can. But those more disciplinary, corrective conversations do better coming from your partner usually. They're just better received. And then finally, I want you to make sure that you are constantly setting expectations with yourself and that you are checking in with yourself on what those expectations are. If you find that expectations aren't being met, how can you reset them? How can you reset the agenda for the day to better align with your expectations? Don't just allow your expectations to go unmet because that's going to cause you to feel disappointed. It's going to cause you to feel maybe angry, resentful, sad, frustrated, any of those things. And finally, (laughs) the last question I got about summers was, what do you do when you work from home, but your partner goes into an office? And there's a lot of feelings of feeling like a babysitter when this is the arrangement. And I will say this, number one, you do not have to be a babysitter. Make sure you set up systems for success. 
you're managing that schedule, you're managing your energy, you're managing your boundaries. I mean, this is so closely tied to everything that I've already said, but it is especially important when you feel cornered, when you feel like this is the only option. So maybe you're setting up a play date every Tuesday. Maybe you are setting up a boundary that, okay, totally fine if they don't have camp, but I'm not making dinner. Either you or our stepkids can alternate who makes dinner or we can order takeout, we can do whatever we need to do. But I know at the end of the day, I'm going to be exhausted from trying to work and manage the kids and I'm not going to make dinner. I'm managing my energy and my boundaries. Set up those systems for success. Evaluate which path is going to give you peace. And if you can, delegate. I am such a big fan of delegation if this is not the path that's going to give you peace. I so hope that this has been helpful in thinking ahead to summer break with your stepchildren. I know it can feel overwhelming. I know it can feel like so, so much. I've been in this game for so many years and I've been coaching stepmoms for so many years and I know summers are overwhelming. Sometimes they're really great and they're full of really amazing memories, but sometimes they're also full of a lot of stress. I do have to say that we are going to take a break for the podcast for the summer. I'm going to enjoy my summer with my stepdaughter and my husband. So we're gonna take a quick break, but we will be back in the fall with season two of the Stepmoming Made Easy podcast. That does not mean that I am abandoning you for the summer though, I promise. You can still get support during the summer on our website, on our email newsletter. I'm gonna be still hanging out on Instagram, on our Facebook page, in our Facebook group, and I'm still doing all of my coaching programs throughout the summer. So if there's any way that I can support you broadly, privately, in our small group coaching sessions, I'm here for you. We're just taking a quick break from the podcast. I am so glad that you are here. I am so grateful that you have tuned in to season one of the Stepmoming Made Easy podcast. It has been the most fun getting to teach you every week. And I just so appreciate your support. Have a great summer and keep in touch.